Welcome to the How to CEO Show. I'm your host, Murray Newlands. When you decided to become a CEO, the world changed. You can either be the, build a billion dollar company or you can crash and burn. Building a billion dollar company is super hard. There are many things you need to learn, learn along the journey and we're here to bring you the knowledge, advice and the expertise to make that happen. I am delighted to be interviewing Evan Carmichael today. We've known each other for, I think, going back at least 10 years when he had a blog way before his YouTube channel, which is now like blowing up, he's super famous. He has a book coming out and we wanna talk about the book, Build to Serve and what CEOs need to know about building to serve. Evan, welcome to the show, please introduce yourself. Thanks for having me, man. It's great to hear your voice again. I missed it, it's been a while. It's true, we go way back. I think a lot of my, my kind of business connections evolved in the past couple of years of my YouTube channel going off, but uh, you're OG, way back in the day, <laughs> I love it. Um, and it's great to see you still creating, still making content, still trying to bring value to the community, which we both serve, I love it. Um, I'm Evan Carmichael, probably best known for either uh, the two books that I wrote or my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel right now is over 2 million subscribers, 300 million views and we showcase content for uh, entrepreneurs and leaders who are trying to hit the next level. So we'll profile different successful people and what you can learn from them and apply it to your business and leadership team. Now, you've been incredibly successful about building movements and, and growing audience and, and building fans and not building fans for the sake of fame, building fans for the sake of doing great things. And, and you really built to serve. So talk to us about that. What do CEOs need to know about building to serve? And, and where does that, how do you, what's the mindset? How do you think about it? How do you actualize that? And then and what's the process? How do you get the team to buy into that too? Uh, well, awesome. A lot of great questions in there. Uh, and thank you for the kind words. It's amazing. Um, especially for CEOs, I think this has a two-part message, one for yourself and then one for your team, because now you're responsible for running a company. And whether you're CEO of a 10-person company or a 1,000-person company, you're still now responsible for other people's lives. Humans are built to serve. So we start there. People are built to serve. It's hardwired into everybody. It, it, it hits the same part of your brain. Serving others, helping others, hits the same part of your brain as uh, eating food and having sex, which are both pretty important too. Uh, so, so you're built to serve. If you're not happy or if your team is not happy, it's because you're not serving. And so a great starting point is uh, for yourself, are you serving through the business that you're doing? Uh, and then for your team, if they're not happy because they can't connect the function that they're doing in their workplace to a natural mission that they're on as a human, if they can't connect the work they're doing to a meaningful result, they're going to be disenfranchised and not giving you their best, right? So you might have their mind, but you want their heart and soul to get the best. So we're all hardwired to be to, to serve. We want it. We love it. Now, how do you serve? What's the best way? So, you know, holding the door for somebody or buying the drink for the person behind you in line will make you feel good, but it's not like a deep sense of purpose and connection that everybody wants to have. So I go through a three-step process called Who I Have. Uh, who is figuring out your most important core value? So when you talk so graciously about my community, it's all built around believe, which is my most important core value. Right. And I think companies and CEOs know the value of having core values. You go to any company and you'll see a, a plaque of their 13 core values, but yeah. nobody can even, nobody knows what they are. Mm -hmm. Like chances are a lot of CEOs don't even know what the core values are of their company. They could, yeah. they could look them up, but like, what do we actually stand for? Uh, that's a problem, right? So instead of having 13, get it down to one. What is your one most important core value? And then also then look at the people on your team, especially senior management, but then all the way down. If you're a human, you have a single most important core value. Understanding what that is makes it so much easier for you to understand what your team values and how to push them. So if somebody really values honesty above all else, you know how to work with them. If somebody really values dedication above all else, you know how to work with them, right? 
So having that awareness allows you to create the best possible environment for your team to thrive and win. So that's a starting point. That's figuring out your who, your one word, most important core value. That's the theme of my first book. And then we expand on it and build the serve to then figure out uh, your why and then the how to build a successful company. And how do you build your why and your how? Great. So uh, your, your why comes from your pain. So whatever you struggled with the most as a human is the thing you want to help other people with. So your purpose comes from your pain, uh, not, not uh, physical pain, but emotional pain. When did you feel the worst, the lowest as a human being, the most worthless? Your purpose for the rest of your life is to help other people who currently are who you used to be. Because there are many people who currently are who you used to be. For me, it was when I was 19 and struggled in my first business and told my partner that I quit. Worst day of my life. And ever since then, you know, now 20 years later, I'm still trying to help people who are like who I was when I was 19. And so understanding for yourself as a CEO, but then also for your team, what was the most painful moment in their life? Who do they love to serve? And then is there a way that they can connect the work that they're doing in their business and your company to that purpose that they have? Because if, again, they can feel like they're serving through the work that they're doing, right. even if they're doing some back-end accounting job, right? If they feel like they're serving through the work that they're doing, you're going to win over um, their hearts and, and their minds. And then the how is how, however you got out of it, however you got out of the hole that you were in is a recipe to teach other people. So I saved my business by modeling success, by looking at Bill Gates and how he built his business. So now for the past 20 years, all I've done is show people how to model success, right? Like the, the thing that you did to get out of the hole is teachable. To other people. And so it's, it's a powerful exercise to go through as a CEO, but then also for the people on your team to learn it for themselves and build a one better sense of self for themselves, but then also connection to the company, to you as a leader, so you can get aligned and go build an amazing company. And what do you think it takes to personality-wise to be a great CEO? I know you've studied a lot of CEOs. And what things, so that's part one of this question, and part two of this question is, what, what are the most common things that CEOs need to get out of their own way to do in order to build a great business? Yeah, so we've, if, if anybody's feeling with my channel, I've covered the most successful people on the planet for the past 10 years of being on YouTube and studied a lot of great leaders over that, over that time. Personality-wise, uh, you'll see lots of different types. You'll see the people who are the type A and you know aggressive and love being in front of the camera. And then you'll find the other people who are super behind the scenes, introverted, shy, and you know you may not hear noises about them as much because that's not their strength, but it doesn't mean that you have to be type A or type B to be able to win. The common elements though is they want their team to win. Right. You know, they're on a mission, right? Like making money is important, but it's not number one, yeah. but it has to be in your top five. Like if, if, if making money is not in your top five, you're not making money, you don't have a business. Right. But there's gotta be something above it. There's gotta be the mission that's above it that is the guiding force because just making money isn't enough to rally the team. Like, hey, Team, we're going to go off and do this thing and just make a lot of money. You won't win them over long term. It could be a good short term fix for them, but it, there has to be a mission for the business. And then you want your team to win. And so the best CEOs invest in their team. They care about mentorship. They want to see the people around them win. Sometimes even pushing people out of the company if being with you is not the best fit for them anymore. And you see that um, constantly. Even if you look at, you know, Steve Jobs is on the wall behind me, might have, you know, yelled at his team and may not have been the best HR friendly boss, but still like was very mission driven and wanted the people on his team to win alongside what they're doing. In terms of, of where you need to get out of your own way is really figuring out what you suck at. Like, what are you not good at? Again, you might be super talented, amazing thing. That's why you're CEO. Congratulations. Amazing. But there's still a lot of things that you're not great at that you need to get out of the way and start to trust your team, right? It, it's figuring out. I think everybody's a, a, a micromanager in some things. Yeah. Uh, it's figuring out what you should be actually micromanaging and where you need to let your team take over.
and that's a constant battle, right? It, maybe YouTube now, if we're talking about YouTube, is something that your company should be on. You know, if you don't know anything about YouTube, you shouldn't be leading the YouTube initiative, right? Like you have to trust the people on your team that they know what they're talking about. Or if you're going to launch a CEO podcast, because it's the thing to get your message out, you may have never done a podcast before. And so you shouldn't be leading that initiative. And, and it's really hard for not just CEOs, but people to step out of the way and say, hey, I actually don't know what I'm doing here. I'm going to listen to the experts on my team and trust them. So you talked about uh, getting your, your, your why, understanding how, communicating with the team. As the team grows, how do you, well, firstly, how do you decide to add more team members? Then how do you hire and select those, those team members? And how do you ensure that that, that, that growth is working as, as the company grows? The best companies do it values first. So uh, again, what is what is your core value as a company, as you as a CEO, and and what are you trying to build and attract attracting people not because they're a good computer programmer and can build you the next app for your business, but because they love the mission that you're on, right? And so if you're looking at the job posting, most corporate job postings suck. They're just super boring. Right. It's like photocopy. Your company looks exactly like everybody else's. Instead, lead with the mission. Like we are on a mission to do X. Yeah. Like give me something I'm going to get excited by so that if I'm a programmer and I see your job ad and your mission aligns with what I would love to do, I'm going to work harder to apply for your job instead of me. It's my, it's a, it's a, if you're a great programmer, I, I get my pick of the litter. I can go wherever I want to go. Why right. should I come to your company? Because right. you're doing something different. I need to feel that in your communication, in your job posting, in your website, in your marketing, all of it. Not just because it's, it's a communication strategy, but because it's real to you. Like you are, you badly want this thing to exist and you want the best people to come on board and help you with it. And so um, most people, most CEOs, most companies don't do a great job on it. It's super boring. It's why a lot of talented people will, will often yearn to go work for an entrepreneur or to become an entrepreneur to do something where they feel it's important. If you can give them, you know, some job security, a nice pay, but also put them on a mission so that they don't have to go work at some other company, some startup where they're taking shares, that's the home run scenario. But it's learning to tap into what your mission is and sharing it properly. How do you get everyone to buy into that when there are so many priorities, just things need to happen, companies have good times, bad times? It, it's um, it's top down, right? And I think of Howard Schultz. He's on the wall behind me there, uh, started Starbucks. And he left Starbucks uh, to become the, C the chairman, left CEO to become chairman. And then the company was starting to fall apart. So he came back and became CEO again. And you know, giant company he said, this is the mission that we're on. And he had eight direct reports under him. And he said, who is everybody okay with this new plan? And everybody said, yes, we're okay. Within a year, seven of the eight were gone. Wow. Like that's part of the process. If you have people who don't, like you are on a mission as the leader, you need the people, especially under you, the one the, your direct reports. And that's a, now we're talking Starbucks, giant company. Maybe the listeners aren't, you know, yeah. building those huge businesses, but whether there's multiple layers, the people in who are direct reports to you have to have bought in. And if not, then they have to be, you have to go somewhere else. And you have to have the courage as a CEO to say, even though my COO, you know, is a great person and does great work, she doesn't buy into what we're doing. She has to go somewhere else. How do you maintain that that passion I see from you daily? Um, well, feeling like the work that you do matters is important, yeah. right? I mean, I've been I've been I have my YouTube channel for 10 years. April 2009 was my very first video that I uploaded. And since then, we've done 6,000 videos. Wow. Um, some, yeah, I mean, some crazy number of interviews. I don't know. It's hard to keep track. But but waking up every day, if you woke up every day and felt like the work that I'm about to, to do today is meaningful and matters to somebody, that gets me fired up. That gets people fired yeah. up. If you woke up and felt like, ah, oh, whatever, another day, like nobody's actually going to care about this output that I'm creating. And this is especially important in, in companies where you're 
you're not the entrepreneur founder, or even when you're not the CEO, because whatever, I'm, I'm building it for somebody else. And most people are living for the evenings and weekends. But if they came to your office and felt like that was the best of them, that they're going to go today and create meaningful work that's going to touch the lives of somebody in some way. And this is your job as CEO. Like yeah. if I am a, an accountant, how do I, I'm just punching numbers. How does this connect to this life-saving mission? It's easy for the CEO who's doing the media. It's easy for the salespeople who are out there on the front line, seeing the reactions of the customers. Yeah. Everybody else in the company, it can be hard. Like the HR person who's just putting out fires all day long. How does he or she feel like the work they're doing is connected to the mission? That's your job as a CEO. Because if you made everybody feel when they woke up and they're driving into your office, that this is the best of them, that the work they're about to do today matters. That's how you get them motivated and full of fire every day. And that is awesome. And I think an awesome place to, uh, to wrap things up. A uh, couple of questions. Yeah. How can people get your book? Uh, right now it's in pre-order. So it's called Built to Serve. You can get it off my website, evancarmichael.com or on Amazon. You can order it too. And who else do you see doing amazing work out there? Um, I, two people come to mind. One is James Eltucher, who's a New York author, just came up with another new book. He's, uh, he's always on the forefront of new ideas and, and breaking norms. And so I'm a huge fan of, of what he's putting out. And the other would be, uh, I have a co-host on a podcast of mine called the Something Approved Podcast named Mark Drager. And he's starting to step up and create a lot of great content as well. So James Eltucher and Mark Drager. Awesome. Thank you for those references. Wonderful to chat with you. Great to have you on the show. Uh, look forward to your book coming out and maybe we can talk about it more when it actually comes out. Uh, Looking forward to it, man. Thank you once again. I'm Murray Newlands, your host of the How to CEO podcast. Thank you for subscribing and chat to you next time.